0: Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2018. This is David talking about Steps 8 and 9. Well, my name's David, I'm an alcoholic. Hey, David. David. Rosanna Steps on a Sunday night is my home group. It's a pretty wonderful group uh, if you haven't got a home group. Um, I'd like to just um, uh, thank the group uh, for uh, asking me to share. It's an absolute honour and it's what I signed up for um, when I handed my life over. Um, I want to talk about two amends that were made. Um, one by a great friend of mine. Um, and from that amends, um, it dramatically changed my life uh, beyond um, words. Um, when, that was, when that amends was made, um, my great friend Anthony didn't think that it was possible because um, we grew up together and uh, from the ages of about 5 to 12 and then I moved to the other side of the world and um, so he didn't think it was possible and then if I get time touching amends that I w- was able to make from that amends that I didn't think was possible because um, it was made to my mother who passed away in 2009 and uh, I didn't think I would ever be able to make amends to her Um, I'll read off... uh, This story was actually put into the AA Times a couple of years ago, so I asked Anthony if I could get a copy. So I'll read off uh, my phone. Now, it it talks about the process of amends in the story, which is extremely important that, you know, we we, we do it under the guidance of our sponsor, who has experience in amends, and then the lists are important in AA and in the 12 steps and the preparation, but it's where the doing, when the doing comes in, where the power comes from. And um, it also talks a little bit about how the amends process started in step four and how that got transposed to step eight uh, list and then the amends was made and how then how that changed our lives. Um, it also talks about, in the big book about, you know, clean up the wreckage of our past is not a means to an end. It's Our real purpose is to fit a maximum service to God and to others. And I think that comes across, hopefully, uh, in this story. And it was put in the AA Times and uh, by Anthony and you'll see how later on how that man actually changed my life. Uh, it was called Separated by Resentment and Reunited by God. Two people spoke about it in this In his story is myself, being David, of course, and the other person is Anthony, who actually was making amends. Uh, David and I were primary school friends who lived close to each other and played cricket together. We knew each other for about nine years as children. One day, playing in the under-14 cricket team, I was fortunate enough to make some runs, a grand total of 30 not out which meant I had to retire. On leaving the field, I was clapped off by all my teammates and parents, except two people. Those two boys belittled me. One of those boys was my friend, David. Not long after, David moved overseas with his family, and I thought I would never see him again. I went on with my life, not giving this much thought. Just one of those kids who went to school who I went to school with, who just seemed to drift apart from. As I grew older, and fear was taking an integral part of my life, I would fear confrontation, women, and life itself. I was about 17 when I took my first drink and found that magic potion that took all the fear away. Of course, at the time, I was not aware of this on a conscious level. I simply drank because it made me feel at ease and helped me to fit in. Right from the instant I drank alcoholically, my mind seeking the comforting effect alcohol would bring me and the physical craving ensuring I would keep on drinking once I took that first drink. I could not see the signs of alcoholism though most others around me could. I could get into myself. I couldn't get it into myself quick enough, and I, once I started, I wouldn't even know the feeling of ever having just enough. And then it talks about going through his life and feeling the guilt and shame and remorse and, and um, you know, the stuff that we do to people uh, with a cycle of addiction. And um, it comes to a part where he knew that he was going to die of alcoholism, And um, he couldn't bear to be in his skin uh, for a minute longer. And after 20 years of drinking like this, I found myself on the doors of AA, a broken man. I'd really had enough of the pain I'd caused to my loved ones and to myself. I was in AA for about 18 18 months with two bus when I started to go through the 12 Steps. I had the disease of alcoholism explained to me and I knew for the first time that I was going to die from this if I didn't go through the the steps and change the way I saw the world. With the guidance of my sponsor we made a start. I knew I was powerless over alcohol and my life was a mess. I believed in you people and made a decision to hand my life over to the care of God that I had no understanding of at the time. Then came step four: doing inventory, and my sponsor asked me to put down on paper the resentments I had, I, I had in my life going back from when I was a young fellow, no matter, no matter how small they were. during the process it came up it came to me that I resumed, still resented David for what he had done on that day so many years ago. The fourth column in step four asked what I had done, if anything, to set the wheels in motion to lead to this resentment of David. I then saw what a little smart-ass show-off kid I was to David and others back then. We continued to go through the steps and the process until David's name came up on my eighth-step list. I sat with my sponsor and discussed how I could make amends to David. As you know, like 26 years had passed and I was overseas, uh, all Anthony knew. We seen, soon came to the decision it wouldn't be a direct amends. As I knew, David had shifted to Wales when we were 14 years old and I had no idea how to find him as I had not seen him for 26 years. My sponsor suggested I ask God forgiveness and pray for David's good health, happiness and prosperity and to ask God to give him all the things I needed in life. I did this and it was done. Three weeks later I went by and more step work in meetings. One night I was attending an AA meeting in Melbourne's west. I arrived early that night, and there was two people sitting on the bench at the front of the meeting. One of these men I knew, and I greeted him. And the other, I put my hand out and said, "Hi, mate. I'm Anthony." And he said, "Which was me? Yeah, I'm David. How are you, Anthony?" And I said my surname. I tell you what the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I really didn't know what to say. Three weeks earlier, I'd prayed for David's good health, well-being and prosperity and he turns up at a meeting in AA when I thought he was on the other side of the world. It's, It's safe to say I didn't hear much about that meeting on that day, even though I didn't tell David of the amends I'd made. After that meeting I was straight on the phone to my sponsor and told him what had just happened. All, because, all he kept saying was, that's a big fellow working. Two weeks later David walked into my home group where we had a proper chat and exchanged numbers. I did not tell David about my amends right away but what I did do is I told him that I would do anything I could to help him get sober. Now what Anthony didn't know at that stage is I'd been bouncing around AA for many years, and uh, due to my alcoholism, I was put into, or society's solution was to put me into a um, a psych ward, and from to minimise the damage. And from that psych ward, I graduated to a residential psych ward uh, in Brunswick, which I escaped from. I got to a detec- detox in Fitzroy, I left that detox and I got to a rehab in Fitzroy. This day, where I met Anthony at the meeting, because he thought I was on the other side of the world, and I didn't even know he was an alcoholic or he knew I was an alcoholic. But I had a meetings list in front of me and there was a few guys going to the... Um, that wanted to go to AA, and I just literally got the meetings book out. I circled like this and said, we'll go there. And it was that at of meeting. And we were in Fitzroy, so it wasn't actually a close proximity. Previous to that, I I, I said to myself I'd give AA one more shot because I'd been in AA for 15 years and I could not get well. I was so sick, uh, I was deemed unsponsorable in AA and that wasn't due to the people trying to help me. I just couldn't get it. Um, So there was a lot of, you know, I came back to Wales, which Anthony didn't, from Wales, which Anthony didn't know, and I moved to the south eastern suburbs. So 26 years passed and, um, you know, we were both alcoholics. So I couldn't get well at this stage, that's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I just lost my... um So let's go back to that. Two weeks later, David walked into my home group where we had a proper chat and exchanged numbers. I did not tell David about the men's process right away, but what I did do is I told him I would do anything I could to help him get sober. Sometimes men's is more than words or an apology, but an ongoing action living the way the big fellow wants us to live. By putting the wrongs, by putting right the wrongs I did to my friend David, the door was open to even greater things, you see. David would go on to ask me to be his sponsor, which I did. And I was privileged to take David through the same process of doing the 12 steps as laid out in the AA Big Book, that I was taken through. That was some time ago and we're now great mates, both living this wonderful sober life by the grace of God through the power of Alcoholics Anonymous, Anthony. So that had led me to taking the action when I thought I was going to die. And I've had the same sponsor since 2011. And I just wanted to touch on amends that that allowed me to make to my mother, who I thought I could never make amends to. She died in 2009. And I thought, um, how do you make amends to someone that had passed away? Um, and when I went through the process with Anthony, we wrote a letter, and Anthony asked me to go somewhere and read this letter out. And I couldn't do it. It sat in my drawer in my bedroom for five years. And I'm not sure why, but I think it had something to do with I didn't think... That writing a letter and going somewhere would do justice to 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 the way it hurt this lady. Um, The only two things my mother ever wanted in life was to see me well, and to make sure that her grandson or grandsons were taken care of, because the kind of father that I was becoming, she must have had enormous fear that she was seeing not only her son but her grandsons um, go through hell. And my hope is that just, that, you know, that these are pretty um, sensitive issues to me, but my hope is that it might help someone uh, take the action and see what happens because we'll never know in our totality how our men's process affects others, ourselves, and then those people that are getting infected, just an ongoing, it's just an ongoing, endless thing, you know, we'll never, ever know. So, and I wrote this letter and... um turn a bit sideways. hope I don't get too emotional because it's pretty it's pretty um my phone doesn't stop to work so I wrote this letter and I couldn't bear to, to actually go somewhere and read it and about six months ago I rewrote the letter I sent it to Anthony uh, we had a look at it and we decided it was time to add a few things uh, and then um read it out. So it basically goes that I was self-centred, dishonest in all my actions. And then it talks about, you know, that I had the the, um, chance to make amends five years ago and I didn't, and how that was self-centred and selfish in its own way. And where the powerful part came from that, um, you know, I'll just read it out. It says... um, Mum, I'd like to sincerely apologise for not making amends five years ago, as when I had the chance. Mum, I commit—I commit to handing my life over to the power of God by continuing to live the 12 steps and 12 principles of AA in my life every day. I also commit to being the best role model and loving father to your grandsons, Thomas and Adam, that I can possibly be. Thank you, Mum, for everything you have given me and the deep love and care you continue to give me on a daily basis and throughout my life. Your love has been without question and I miss you every day. Lastly, Mum, I'd like to thank you for putting Anthony Anthony in my path, who has loved me back to life on a number of occasions. And without his guidance and love, I would not be able to be in this privileged position to get the chance to sincerely apologise to you. Until we meet again, Mum, I love you and hold you in, the, in my heart for every day. With, with all my love, your loving son, David. So, I'll just finish up on this. What, what, what my point is there is that I thought five years ago I could not make amends to my Mum. And what I'm doing today is I'm making a living amends by handing my life over to this program. And what that's given me, that's, able, that's enabling me to be the son that she always wanted me to be. I'm well today. And I'm being the best father I can be today. And not only that, I was able to make amends as a brother, you know, as a member of society. Uh, so many different ways of making amends and it all stemmed from my limited mind of thinking that I could not make amends to this person when the living, the living amends was the most important part. And... It was all under the guidance of my sponsor, and Anthony's immense to me was under the guidance of his sponsor. If it was under our guidance, we wouldn't have made them because we thought they were possible. So, um, you know, I hope my story as sensitive as it is has been able to uh, help someone today. Thank you. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.